Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production, and hey, I'm the Dude. For the month of August, Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page would like to honor one of the biggest comedic icons ever, Robin Williams, by setting up a fundraiser to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Suicide is very quiet and scary because someone might be having a terrible issue and no one can see or know there's a problem. With your donation, we can make sure that there's someone out there they can go to talk to about their problems. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK has 133 crisis centers nationwide available for you or someone you care about. No matter if you only donate a dollar, every little bit helps so that people we care about can get the help they need. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be contacted at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender. You can call me the dude. Everybody else does. Oh, sit back, relax. Let's have a drink together. Well, you can have a drink. I'm on duty right now. Well, I'm not really on duty. I'm actually just a weird guy talking into a microphone. But anyway, let's uh, get the show started and talk about today's drink special. This drink special, I uh, had to look up because I had no idea what the hell it was. Uh, I was watching a TV show, Archer. If uh, any of you have never seen the TV show, Archer, and appreciate uh, spy shows with dirty humor, go watch Archer. It's a great show. And I'm not even uh, getting sponsored. You know, Fox isn't sponsoring me to tell you about this show. I just think it's hilarious and a great show. But there is one particular episode that Burt Reynolds actually did a voiceover playing himself on the show. And uh, Archer's butler asked him if he could uh, get him a drink. And he said he wanted a Pimm's Cup. And so uh, Woodhouse walked off to go make him the drink. And when Woodhouse came back, he came back with the drink. And he says, well, where's the chalice? And Woodhouse was like, oh, I think you meant a Pimp's Cup. And so I started wondering, you know, is there a Pimm's Cup? Or is it... Was it just a misunderstood play on words uh, because he just wanted it in a giant chalice and look like a pimp? Because, let's face it, Burt Reynolds, he was a pimp. Uh, Well, not in literal sense, but metaphorical. So, anyway, I looked it up on Liquor.com. Yes, uh, I am stealing from Liquor.com once again. There is a drink called a Pimm's Cup. And, you know, like I've told you guys before, don't feel bad if you don't know it. I didn't know it. And uh, if you don't know it, that just means you didn't read the bartender's guide to bartenders that is probably seven inches wide. And everybody 
refuses to edit the thing because there are 700 drinks made 700 different ways, named 700 different things. Try to do the math on that. But anyway, back to the Pim's Cup. The Pim Cup... Pim's cup ingredients are as follows. Two ounces of Pim's number one cup. That's a liqueur. Three ounces of Sprite, 7-Up or ginger ale, whatever you got. Two cucumber slices. One strawberry. A half an orange slice. One lemon slice. And six mint leaves served in a highball glass. How to make this cocktail. Add all ingredients in a highball glass over ice and stir to combine. To mix things up a bit, you might want to replace the Sprite with 7-Up, Ginger Ale, or maybe even Champagne. So, now that you know how to make the Pimp's Cup, Pimp's Cup, P-I-M-M apostrophe S, now that you know how to make that, get somebody to try it and let me know how it is, because I'm sure some of the listeners out there want to know what it's like. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or head over to the Facebook page and leave a comment on the... Uh, right on the community forum on the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page. Somebody's probably dying to know and is just not willing to take the bullet for the team. But there are usually a lot of people that will take the bullet for the team. You know, Just say it has alcohol in it, and they said, you had me at alcohol. And they'll just throw it right back in their gullet. And you know, if they actually take the time to test it uh, while it's going down their throat, then hey, Tell them, uh, you know, tell them to send the information to Hey Bartender Podcast. And because, hell, I'm dying to know. This week on Hey Bartender Podcast, I get the opportunity to interview Midwest Mikes. They are a podcast out of Kansas City. And, you know, you guys, if you've listened to my podcast for a long time, you know I know jack shit about sports. Midwest Mikes are a sports podcast. And they contacted me. We talked for a little while. And we decided to start talking about drinking when it comes to, like, sporting events or, you know, and they did serve a little bit of time working in restaurants. So, from one of Kansas City's best podcasts, from Midwest Mike's podcast, here are Gary Carl and Austin McGee. Welcome to the show, guys. We we really appreciate you having us on your show. Uh, I am Gary, the co-host of Midwest Mike's. You can find us. I'll talk a little bit about that real quick. Um, you know, you can find all of our information at MidwestMikes.com. Uh, it's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-M-I-C-S.com. And uh, it has all of our information, like I said, all uh, links to our social media, links to our official partner, Dad Bod Tees, uh, where we get our merchandise for the show. And that's about it. I'm really happy to have fellow podcasters be on this show. And uh, Midwest Mikes, uh, I've, like I talked to you guys a little bit before, uh, you guys are a sports podcast. And my, uh, if any of my listeners have listened to my past podcast, they know I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to talking about sports. I don't know shit. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you guys that's contacted right. you, I'm glad you guys contacted me anyway (laughs) the point of this show uh the hey bartender podcast show is i like to promote and uh talk about uh people in the restaurant life now you guys uh have worked in the restaurant industry a little bit can you tell me a little bit about that you know i'll go first so i've been doing i've been in restaurants about 19 20 years 
Um, I started off 16 years old working Taco Bell, which was crazy. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> little bit, little bit, you know, like the areas I was in was like a uh, uh, little bit hood. Not not too much Grandview. It's kind of where we grew up. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of crazy. That's a lot of crazy stories because um, you start getting to the, the when I started working. It's like nineteen. What am I sixteen? Nineteen ninety ninety eight ninety nine. That's ninety nine. Ninety nine. There's no cameras. There's no cameras in the back. All the restaurants got cameras in the back. No, there's no cameras in the back. So these guys do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like while they're making food for all these people, super crazy. Yeah. Uh, I go from Taco, I go from Taco Bell. I do Taco Bell forever. End up getting becoming a general manager. Uh, and then later on, end up working for uh, Corner Bakery Cafe, which is kind of like Panera. Um, end up, I'm a general manager for them now, and uh, it's not as crazy now because there are cameras everywhere. So, not as crazy stories. The only crazy stories would be some of the customers you have to deal with. Um, and then Gary, I'll let you talk about some of your stuff. Yeah, Gary, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I am great. Uh, thanks for having us today. Not a problem. Appreciate being on, but uh, but yeah. I was a server for just a few years, kind of right out of high school, first couple of years of college to make some extra money uh, before I got into coaching. So, uh, yeah, I just I did it for just a few years, but I can remember a few of those stories. Being a bartender or a server for uh, anybody who's been a bartender or server, the stories tend to stick with you pretty much through the rest of your life. Do you guys agree with that? Does it help with your customer service skills? and talking skills and you know just being interpersonal actually yeah absolutely you know when when i was serving and going to college i knew that i I wanted to be a football coach and really both are people businesses you have to you have to relate to your clientele whether you know as a coach it's my players or as a bartender server it's the people that you're interacting with in your restaurant or bar so you know, it's a people business, and so serving kind of helped hone my people skills a little bit. Yeah, one thing too is I've seen uh, I've seen people that that either they come before they they work in the restaurant business a little bit, like uh, a little quiet, a little shy. I was kind of like that myself. Um, and then as soon as they kind of get into that, it can kind of help them come out of their shell, talk to customers. You know, when you have to deal with your first bad customer, you know that's kind of a make or break, and and you know, kind of whatever, but I would say a lot of times, uh, one of the coolest things is, um, when you're working on that end of the restaurant, you know, you're doing, you're serving or whatever. Um, one thing it does is it makes you appreciate when you go to a restaurant or like when you go somewhere, like all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I already know. Like, cause some people will will get a little, like they'll get, say the food's taking a long time to come out and they're like, man, this server sucks. I'm like, man, it's not the server. The kitchen sucks. It's just taking forever. Exactly. Or the expo, I'm like the expo, or the expo's taking forever. The expo sucks. Your server's really at the mercy of whatever the kitchen wants to do, or like whoever called in tonight. So, like one thing I like to do on that part is I like to kind of like watch the. Re- this is kind of goofy, but I like to watch the restaurant and I like to try to figure out if they're shorthanded or not, and then I kind of base it on that. But um, I think that's one of the biggest benefits that I've gotten is since I've been on the side of customer service myself, I kind of understand that it's a it's a big time team thing. It's not just one person. That's either helping you or letting you down either way. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I've mentioned that on the podcast before where uh, uh, there was a story that I brought up where a girl flat out re- 
refused to go on a second date with a guy because he tore apart the server for bringing the food out late or wrong or something like that. And that's kitchen. That's that's kitchen. I mean, that's kitchen. Yeah. And she, uh, he, I guess he didn't know it or didn't respect it that she was a server. And she was like, you will not treat that server like that. And, uh, yeah, we being from the restaurant industry, we can understand what, uh, they're possibly going through. Yeah. I mean, really like, honestly, if I go out, if I go out to eat with somebody and somebody tips, like somebody tips like shit, I usually don't even go out to eat with them again. Cause I'm, I'm embarrassed myself. Yeah. Um, because these guys, I mean, they really do work their ass off. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm embarrassed when people tip really bad. And a lot of times it's not the server kitchen sucks. And the thing is, uh, if you take it out on the server, uh, you might as well just go back in the kitchen and try to take it out on the rest of them. I don't know how well that would work out. Uh, but I mean, honestly, it's, it's a whole team thing. So, um, I feel bad for some of these servers. I got to deal with people that have like crazy expectations about, about what they're supposed to get. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's like that. Well, like I keep bringing up the movie waiting, uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bring that up almost seems like almost every podcast because to me, that movie is the, the most accurate depiction of the food service industry there ever was. But it's, yeah, it's probably, it's probably like 85, 80, what is it? Like 85, 90% true. Yeah. Right. I'd agree. I've never seen, I've never seen anybody put like cubic hairs on a, on a steak or anything like that. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that. I've um, never seen that myself. I've seen people like, I've seen people like fuck people's food up. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody do anything create like real crazy like that. Um, so I mean, but yeah, I think waiting is probably like yeah, eighty percent something like that. Yeah, because I, you do get like what is it that that one scene where that that one that, that one guy comes in and he orders like seventy or eighty dollars worth of food and tips like two bucks. Uh, fifty cents. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's like the change, whatever. Yeah, you can. You have to kind of understand why he was just like, you know what? I think you didn't need this more than me here. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. No shit. <laughs> I've never witnessed or heard about my kitchen staff ever messing with food, but I feel it's best one of those questions best or one of those mysteries best left unsolved. You know? Let's <laughs> let's just not talk about it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, you know what? What exactly? Uh, I haven't read up. What exactly? Where are you at? What's your background on as far as food service industry? In food service industry, I uh, did a little time in fast food. I worked in a McDonald's for about a year and a half. Okay. And, and then uh, a few years later, I went to the went to bartending school, and they helped me. Tried to help me uh, get a bartending job, and it ended up being worthless. So that's my stance on going to like bartending schools. But um, I was a bartender. A banquet bartender and a regular bartender for about seven years. Oh, okay, at, gotcha. At f- four different restaurants. But, and, oh, okay, I gotcha. Well, uh, like restaurant restaurants, or was it like like a chain stuff, or was it kind of like local like local bars or whatever? Local bars. Uh, oh, okay. I, um, there's nothing against corporate, but I, I felt that it was more comfortable, comfortable, ah, comfortable to be in like family owned restaurants or, you know, I just never did the corporate thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, honestly, when you see, and I'm not disrespecting like the bartender at your Applebee's, but like your bartenders at like the local, like the local places are like way freaking better. Yeah. Than, like your like your chain guys. And a lot of times, a lot of those people that I know, like will work at Applebee's or whatever, or like whatever, uh, they'll, they'll end up moving on to like something 
a little more local. Um, you know, some of the other restaurants like a Hula Hands or something like that, they got pretty good bartenders. But, uh, but yeah, I think local stuff is way better than any kind of chain thing. Well, in uh, corporate uh, corporate bars, they tend to uh, count every shot that comes out of those bottles. And I am one of those bartenders that absolutely hates those bubble pours. Uh, I see them on the bottle and I cringe uh, immediately. But uh, it's becoming more uh, common for the mom and pop stores to also keep track of their liquor costs by using the bubble pourers and, you know, trying to track how many shots are available in this bottle. How many did he pour? Is that much alcohol missing? And, uh, right. It, yeah. in the mom and pop stores, uh, the bartenders are allowed to be a little bit more creative, um, and make new drinks or not realize they've made the same drink, but named it diff- something different. But, uh, that's what I kind of like. Cause when in the mom and pop stores, you can be a little bit more creative. Yeah. Uh, the, the two bars that we frequent the most when we get done with a show are both mom and pop operations in Kansas city, fairly small. You know, you're not going to go there and be inundated with people everywhere. It's just a nice place we can go where the bartenders are going to take care of us, you know, cause they've learned we're going to tip them well. And we've just got done doing a show. We want to relax a little bit, and they know they know who we are. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, they're not. They're, yeah, they're not having to wear like a uniform. Like they get to wear. They're wearing like jeans and like a shirt. Yeah. from their closet. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's a way more comfortable feel. Relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, like those mom and pop shops, as far as like the the, the liquor costs or any kind of cost they have. They don't have as much overhead because they're not having to pay like franchise fees and all the other junk. Mm-hmm. And so they can they can they can be more little you know, they could be a lot more lenient on their pores on that stuff. So you take you know, you take care of your regulars and then any of the guys you don't know or the guys that are jerks, you kinda just you kinda just give them regular drinks or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh I actually got in trouble for that with one of my bosses because uh he watched me pour a heavy drink for one customer, but I tried to like for a week to explain to him, I, yeah, I poured heavy for him because he's a good customer. I poured light for him because he's an asshole, and yeah, you know, hey, it all should sense. come out in the that middle. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it too. You know, I mean, like I said, we we don't want to get anybody in trouble, so we don't want to mention the name of those bars. But no, you know, no, those, let's not do that. Yeah, those bartenders on that night, you know, they know pretty much when we're going to come in, and they really take good care of us. Yeah, we typically. We typically tip pretty good. We typically get heavy pours. And the nice thing is, I'm not sure who the owner is. At- we won't say the name of the bar. The, uh, oh, so, yeah, I said the name. Anyways, the, uh, <laughs> I can the edit one, that the out. Other one we, the <laughs> other one we go, all right, cool. The other one we go to, uh, you know, we know the owner. And, uh, you know, they're pretty cool with us or whatever. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, they're just taking care of regulars, which actually is the, kind of the backbone that's going to pay the. Yeah, of those small pay operations. everything or whatever, so. Um, and really like you want a bunch of regulars in there so that when the, the randos, the randos kind of show up, uh, your bar's not empty, right? You got a whole bunch of, you had a whole bunch of guys sitting at the bar and it feels a little more comfortable or whatever. So, of course. Now, when you go into these, uh, the bars where, uh, I'm going to quote cheers here, uh, where everybody knows your name, what are your drinks of choice? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, for me, Gary, I'm, I'm pretty simple. Uh, I am a usually a vodka Sprite or a vodka soda, depending on what kind of mood I'm in and how much sugar 
I want to put in my body. I've been on and off keto for the last few months. So some weeks I do no sugar and other weeks I do. So uh-huh. depending on what I'm drinking at the time. But yeah, I'm pretty simple just with the vodka and soda or vodka and Sprite. And, you know, try to not keep it real complicated. Sure. Nice and simple. Well, well bartenders like that. Yeah. Well, not all that fancy, uh, fancy shit. <laughs> Even though the fancy stuff can be pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, the fancy the fancy stuff can be good, but uh, if you make a bartender actually take out a blender, you've made an enemy for life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll note. Okay, I'll note that. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think I've ever worked thing that needs a blender, but yeah, I'll, I'll stay away from that stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Austin, what, what's your drink of choice? So a lot of times we go to these bars. I go really simple. A lot of times they're having specials on on the you know on drafts or whatever. I'll go Coors Light. Um, sometimes I'll go Tank Seven. Um, if, if for those places, I'll, I'll typically go Coors Light. If I'm going somewhere for dinner, typically Tank Seven goes really good with a lot of food. Tank Seven uh, is a local beer in Kansas City. They kind of they distribute throughout the country, but uh, it's Boulevard Brewery. Um, tend to support local business as far as like brewing and whatever. Uh, but Tank Seven is a really really good beer. So if anybody listening, uh, you go you go to your store and it's distributed out there. Just pick up a. It used to be four packs, a six pack now. Pretty strong, 8.5 alcohol, um, but it's good stuff. Uh, Tank 7. Um, also, me and Gary typically do kind of like a, I mean, it's like a douchebag kind of shot, but we'll do like Jaeger bombs or whatever. Yep. Uh, kind of stuff we did in college. We'll still do those every once in a while. It's just kind of fun. Sure. Um, or any kind of like, uh, a lot of times they're passing around. Um, they're selling like, they'll sell fireball shots. Like, I'll go for that too. Uh, a lot of people don't, you know, Fireball is like I don't. Gary's not a fireball guy. No, I will not do fireball. I love I love freaking fireball. Like I'll pound it out of the bottle. No, um, fireball is a cinnamon flavored schnapps, if I remember right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll, it'll like it'll like put a beating on you if you drink too much of it. <laughs> it's, it's really not serious, but it's really good to me. I really like it. Um, you know, we've been at bachelor parties before. Where we're basically passing around the bottle and just putting it down, but it catch up with you. But uh, a lot of times we, we're pretty simple guys on drinks. Um, a really good beer or just like a really good, you know, uh, every once in a while, you know, like a really good whiskey or whatever is all right with me. Or like, you know, um, I was sipping on like a Don Julio uh, a couple weeks ago, which is like a tequila. You know, you, you, you don't want to shoot that too much. You know, you kind of sip on that. It's actually pretty good or whatever. Um, what's your drink of choice? You know, honest, uh, honestly, uh, I've never really talked about that on this podcast because I rarely ever drink. Uh, it's uh, I was a bartender for a long time, and I don't drink that much. But if I get talked into it uh, by my friends, like a good, uh, a simple beer that I can get down because I'm a lightweight. I a serious lightweight and i'm one of those people that turns bright freaking red when they get alcohol in their system so (laughs) it's a little embarrassing and um but if i go for you know something kind of light coors light that's uh that that's my usual go-to um but if i want something to maybe make myself look a little bit fancy or if i'm having a good cigar that night uh i'll go for uh go for a hennessy so Oh really? I hit it. <laughs> nice man, I like that. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of times with the, they go with the good cigars. You want to get like a really good, um, you want to get like a really good bourbon, a really good whiskey. Mm-hmm. One, you know, one one cube of ice. 
Um, you know, you could do like a really good, like Johnny Walker is really good. You can kind of sip on that. But the best, I mean, the best kind of stuff for me that goes with a cigar, real good bourbon or, you know, real good whiskey or whatever. Um, just kind of sip on that. Um, dang it. I was thinking of, uh, I had one the other night that was really good. I'll think of it later, but it's, uh, oh, you know what? It's a, uh, Evan, you know, Evan Williams typically is kind of made fun of as like, not really like kind of like a higher yeah, yeah. whiskey, but they do have like a, uh, like a, a uh, gosh, dang it. They have an Evan Williams, uh, uh, it's a, dang it. I'll think of the name later. Anyways, that's really good. Just like a really good, just a high quality bourbon to go with a cigar. Um, really good for me or whatever. So, yeah, Evan um, Williams, that bottle always throws me off because I think I, uh, it's black and white, like a Jack Daniels bottle. So I'll think, Oh, Jack. Oh, that's not it. You know? Yeah. That's a trick. That's, <laughs> a, that's how I get you. That's a trick right there. I wonder if it's a marketing thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is marketing. Little trick, little trick. Yep. They'll get you also a little cheaper. So, you know, you think like, oh, it'd be all right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's you know to the listeners as far as like like the beers and like the whiskeys and stuff go if you're drinking stuff straight up it is it is totally worth spending a little extra money if you're trying to you're trying to save yourself a headache whatever because mm. typically the cheaper the cheaper shit's gonna burn you the next day more expensive stuff that you kind of have to sip or whatever you know it's gonna be a little nicer on your body um but uh i I'm gonna look at. I think it's Evan Williams, like single barrel is like what I'm thinking of. Single, single barrel, something like that. Single malt. Single. Nah, I ain't like that. Nah, no, it's something. Right. It's something really good. Uh, my boss had it, and, and we had it. Single. It's single barrel. Evan yeah. Williams, single barrel. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, if you're not want to, if you're not want to spend all the money to get like the one of the super premium like Jack Daniels stuff, Evan Williams single barrel. Get a pretty decent cigar. You don't have to go like super high on it, but like, oh man, it's 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 probably the best. One ice cubes, you're good to go. Nice. I'll keep that in mind next time I'm sitting down having a cigar uh, when I'm out with friends and go that and go that route instead of paying. What was the last? I think they charged me like twelve bucks for that shot of Hennessy the last time I was out. But yeah, I, I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> and it wasn't even the VSOP stuff, and uh, I thought, wow, twelve bucks, really. <laughs> nah, man, you're, yeah, you're better off. You're better off. Uh, you know, you guys need to just go out to the patio and just have yourself a cigar and a drink. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're better off right there. You know, um, I just had a thought. You guys uh, uh, have made your mark in the Kansas City area for having a sports podcast. Um, now, working in the restaurant, uh, working the restaurant industry, the bars that I worked at weren't full-fledged sports bars but everybody loved to come in there and watch and root on their favorite team like uh i had one guy who was a diehard hoosers fan um and insisted that the tvs be turned to a hoosers game when uh the portland trailblazers were playing and everybody else in the bar uh was there to watch the portland trailblazers um now when you guys were working in the restaurant and uh restaurant industry did you ever run into uh, issues like that when it came to sports, like the diehard fans getting a little overexcited. I'll turn this over. I'll turn this one over to Gary. The restaurants I worked at typically didn't have a lot of TVs in it. Mm. Um, and the TVs that we had at the restaurant I, I was managing just recently for Kansas City, everybody's chief, so it's, it's so it's all good. Uh, but Gary worked at the Applebee's where they have multiple TVs, so I'll let Gary handle that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, your your regulars, you're pretty much going to take care of, make sure they can they can see the game they want to see. If there's a random game, 
you know, sometimes you use the trick, or at least I've seen it used and used it back in my serving days. You know, hey, let me go check with my manager on that and see what I can do. Yeah. And you you come back and, oh, my manager, you know, I told him you want to watch this game and they said no. So that's all I can do. But I, I tried for you. Yeah, I've done that line many, many times. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. I mean, anybody who's worked in a restaurant or, or that that's not the boss boss, they're, they've probably used that line a time or two. You know, just, hey, sorry, I tried, especially in the service industry, because, you know, you're working for those tips. So you're like, hey, I'm on your side here. I, I told my manager, and for whatever reason, he doesn't want he doesn't want that game on. Yeah, I could have told the guy that, well, hey, he got beat up by uh, one of the guys from Indiana, and uh, he refuses to play the Hoosers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's creative. <laughs> that's, that's creative right there. Yeah. Now, uh, also, great sports moments in a bar. Uh, I've worked uh, during many Super Bowls. Uh, well, you, I told you I was a bartender for seven years, so I've wor- uh, worked in a bar for at least seven Super Bowls and a few World Series but uh, the biggest sports memory that I can remember working as a bartender was in 2003 when the Cubs were uh, playing the Marlins in the playoffs. And the famous story of uh, Steve Bartman reaching out, catching that fly ball. You, know, you guys remember that at all? Yes. Uh, I actually was living in Des Moines, Iowa at the time, and they have the like the AAA baseball team for the Cubs. Mm. So a lot of people are Cub fans in Des Moines. And so the, the Bartman incident that you're talking about, I totally remember. That. <laughs> I, I remember sitting there watching it and seeing how pissed off uh, the left fielder was and watching their game go completely to crap right after that. Uh, I mean, the, the shortstop missing a uh, hot grounder just yeah. went right by him. And uh, my customers that night laughed their ass off because none of them were really Cubs fans. Actually, most of my, uh, most of my customers, their teams were already out of, um, out of the running for, uh, the world series. So they didn't really care who won the Cubs or the Marlins. I remember them uh, all laughing their asses off that at that night. Do you, uh, either of you have any big sports memories that happen to be, well, whether you were a customer or when you were working in a bar? Yeah. Uh, for me, the biggest, sports memory I have at a bar is when the Royals won the world series a couple years ago. Huh. I, I, um, in 2015, right. Or 16, 15, 15. I was at a bar. We used to attend. Uh, we don't go there as much because of the service, which, you know, maybe we'll get into that later, but I remember it was back when we went all the time and I was with one of our, our good friends, Bryant. He was up from Texas to watch the Royals. And they won the World Series, and we were there, and they threw confetti on everybody and had drink specials to celebrate and all that fun stuff. Well, that's a, that's a cool memory, yeah. I think, uh, you know, my memory actually also goes around the Royals. Uh, it's not World Series, though. Um, so I'm actually working. I'm working, uh, I'm working at the time at a restaurant. We got two TVs. Uh, it's on the Royals playoff game. It's kind of a day game. It's afternoon. We're really slow. Uh, it's, it's the playoffs, divisional playoffs. Royals are playing against Houston, and they're actually down in the series. Uh, they're actually down in the series 2-0. It's a best-of-five series. So you got to win three games. Uh, they're down in the series 2-0, and they're losing this this third game 
Um, I think they're down the series two. So anyways, it was an elimination game for the Royals. Maybe two one. Either way, they're down in the game like six zero, five zero, something like that. Yeah. Late. I mean late. And so me and another manager are sitting there talking about. We're talking about next year. Like, hey, free agency, we got to do this, got to do that, we'll see. I don't know, this kind of sucks, whatever. And all of a sudden, the Royals come back. And, I mean, they're, they start coming back, and we're freaking out. I'm freaking out about this. <laughs> they come back and they win that game, and then later on they end up beating Houston, beating Toronto, and end up you know, winning the World Series. But I remember that specifically because I was totally counting them out, and they came back and won. I, was, I, was more, I think I was more freaked out about that than almost any other game they played because the World Series they won against the Mets – they they dominated that series, right? Right. Yeah. Houston, the Houston series was Houston won the World it Series. Was it was I think, crazy. And I think Houston won the World Series the next year. Yeah. Houston was the team that was going to be basically you know coming up. Uh, so yeah, that game I, I I mean I remember that too. I just wasn't in a bar. It's crazy or a restaurant. Yeah. I counted them out and they came back and won. It's, it's ridiculous. Now my new memory will be next year. When the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that'll be my new memory. Whoa. <laughs> Early okay. prediction. Yeah. Gonna, it'll happen. That's it. Anybody out there has ever listened to our show, I mean, especially here in the last six, eight months, there's two things you're going to hear every week. Austin's going to say that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they will. I don't know about that. I have not made my prediction yet. He's made his known very early. But the other thing you're going to hear is hashtag fire Jason Garrett, because I am a Cowboys fan, especially <laughs> if anybody living in Texas, tweet me at Midwest Mike's. Let me know how much you either hate or love the Cowboys, but I am a hashtag fire Jason Garrett all day, every day. And I make sure to work it in every week on the show. See, uh, see, that's the thing that I appreciate about Cowboys fans is when uh, people walk around and they're wearing Cowboys gear, they are fans to the bone. It's not just a little bit. It, I mean, I had one guy in one of the bars that I worked. He had a Cowboys hat on. He had a Cowboys jacket on and a Cowboys T-shirt on. And just for fun, I walked over to him and I said, so let me guess, you're a Seahawks fan. And he, I thought he was going to jump a bar across the bar and uh, choke me. yeah cowboys fans we are definitely very passionate about our team you know if you're a fan like me i mean when i was about six seven years old i became a fan of the cowboys and then a couple years later they had a little technical difficulty during this part of the conversation so and i couldn't figure out how to edit it so it would seamlessly come back so sorry about that people and sorry about that, Midwest Mikes. But anyway, here's the show again. Right now, hashtag fire Jason Garrett. Uh, you'll hear it on our show every week. He's a mediocre coach. He's not terrible. He's not in the bottom half of the league. He's right in the middle. And if you look up his coaching record, he is a mediocre coach right down the middle. And the Dallas Cowboys deserve better. I've got quite a few. Well, since I told you I'm uh, from the Texas area, uh I've I've got quite a few people that listen out here, and you'll probably get some reaction from that. Good. Like <laughs> I said, I will accept any and every tweet, uh, Facebook comment you want to send our way. It's all under Midwest Mics, but I am hashtag Fire Jason Garrett. And if you think I'm wrong, definitely. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it. Back when I used to be a bartender, we used to have this game called the 33 Pool. And 
they were you threw ten bucks in, and uh, they rolled at random uh, who got what team, who who got what football team, and if at the end of the game, uh, the team that you have scored thirty three points, it didn't matter if they won or lost. They just had to get uh, scored. Uh, the game had to end at thirty three for them. Uh, you won the pool. One year, I had the Kansas City Chiefs, and not only did I uh, lose the pool, but I lost uh, the Kansas City lost the team that got thirty three. That so Kansas City always sticks out in my head because of that. Oh, so they scored thirty three points and lost. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, they they had thirty three, uh, or no. The other team scored 33 points and won the game. Uh, oh. And because the 33 pool could last until uh, somebody, you know, until one team ends the game with 33 points. Oh, okay. I got you. That makes sense. Okay, okay. And uh, I that always sticks out to me. That and that commercial where the guy is painting the football field and uh, it says the chefs. Oh yeah, yeah. that Snickers, right? Snickers, yeah. yeah. Snickers. <laughs> that's great, but who are the chefs? Great, great googly moogly. That's, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, sorry we screwed you over on that. Yeah, yeah. It should happens, especially when you throw down money. But um, yeah, that's for sure. But uh, in the in my bars, like I said, the uh, when you see somebody wearing a Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys outfit like that guy was he was a diehard fan to the bone um, but I also had this other guy kind of explain to me because he wore uh, this other guy wore a, a Mets cap all the time every time he came into the bar always had a Mets hat and he explained to me that well first of all first and foremost he hated the Yankees with a passion and he was from New York and yeah. he said when you see somebody wearing uh, Mets cap they are a Mets fan no matter what because like the New York Yankees hat that's kind of fashion trendy type of thing you'll see anybody and everybody wearing that but the Mets hat doesn't really the colors don't really look good with a lot of stuff so you won't see that uh, unless they're a true diehard fan you guys agree with that I totally agree with that yeah, yeah. With, the, with especially you know yeah Yankees are popular to root for and if you're a Mets fan, you're a Mets fan. Yeah, I only have uh, a few sports stories to uh, cling on to, but uh, yeah, I, every once in a while, uh, uh, if I meet somebody from Chicago or if I meet somebody from uh, Florida, I'll bring up that Steve Bartman story, and you know, yeah. it usually ends with a good laugh. But <laughs> yeah, Bartman, that was definitely a very tense situation. But, yeah, now looking back on it, I mean, obviously Cubs fans at the time were like, oh, it's the curse, it's the curse. And although I am superstitious when it comes to my sports, I'm not that superstitious. So that, you know, something happened over 100 years ago is going to relate to this game today. Right. Yeah, and, they, right. and, they, and they've won a World Series since then. So yeah. Yeah. Whatever. yeah that, that Bartman story, it, it's an awesome one. Well, it goes along with the whole curse of the Bambino on the Red Sox. Uh, yep. Uh, that lasted for years. Now, that one was real. Because <laughs> <laughs> they should have been no dumbasses and traded Babe Ruth away. Right. 
Right or wrong on that one? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, at the time, he was fat drunk. He was not. He was a pitcher. He was. He was really good. Well, yeah. I mean, he was pitching, but he was still a fat drunk. He's still fat. He was a fat drunk, and he's good. Yeah. But he 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 probably used the expression "Hey, bartender," a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, drank lots of beer, hot dogs, cigars. Yeah, that was. Uh... Yeah, cigars, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Babe Ruth's life. It, it kind of, to me, it kind of showed that you didn't have to be in excellent shape to be a baseball player. But uh, yeah, no, but I, I will I will say this as as somebody who has coached all three three major sports in, in high school sports in America in football, basketball and baseball. You know, the hardest I think the hardest thing to do in all of sports, the single act is hitting that baseball that somebody's throwing 100 miles an hour at you. Yeah, I, I have to agree <laughs> with you. And yeah, I just I mean, I've coached. You know, I haven't coached quarterbacks at a high level. You know, I'm more of a, a defensive offensive line guy. But I, I just think the hardest single act, like not necessarily the best athlete has to do it, but the single act is to hit that baseball. Yeah. It's going really fast and it's really small. So, yeah. And just working out the timing and, and how do you do that drunk? I mean, people, well, people go out and play softball and, uh, you got a uh, keg at first base, keg at second base. I mean, if they're really serious about the game. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the keg, the keg is a base. And if you get thrown out, I've, I've heard a rule in some beer leagues that if you chug an entire beer at that moment, you can then be called safe if it was controversial. No kidding. I've, yeah, I've heard I've, that. I've heard some of that. I've heard that rule in a beer league that, yeah, if you, if you want to challenge a call, you can chug a beer and, if you chug it fast enough, then you're you're on base, or you can overturn the call. Yeah, they never talked about that in beer fest, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I did have uh, a beer league softball uh, softball team at one of the bars I worked at, and the only major rule that they talked about was if you didn't swing uh, swing away, uh, if because it was slow pitch softball, if you didn't. Uh, uh, if you didn't strike out by swinging, you owed the team a case of beer. That yeah, that was the big deal. <laughs> <rule. laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I don't know if it ever was. You know, it has to be imported or it has to be. You know, just anything. It's called beer. Just bring it. And but yeah, um, have you guys uh, ever served or been uh, been part of any leagues for that represented a bar or something like that? Uh, no, when, when I did. When I was playing softball, it was not for a bar or restaurant. Uh, yeah, when I played when I played softball, I was playing. I was playing for the church. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't mean I didn't have a, a drink or two right uh, before the game, but uh, <laughs> I played for the church. So it's a little bit different, but you know. But whatever. You, uh, whatever. But you guys, uh, some uh, if you guys were old enough at the time, I guess. Uh, uh, after the game, you go over to the bar and then. Uh, sit down and have a drink and joke around about what happened that day. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard stories of guys that I know, you know, especially coke in the coaching world, guys that play softball in the off season or whatever. And yeah. I've heard, I've heard of those leagues where, yeah, as soon as the game's over, both teams go over to the bar right across the street and, you know, have a few and joke about the game. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, fairly common. I, I got tired, uh, eventually because, you know, most restaurants you can, uh, 
no shoes, no shirt, no service. And there were a couple guys that insisted not, uh, they, they were hot from playing the game, uh, softball game. So they had to take their shirt off before coming into my bar. And it's like, dude, you can't do that. And, hey, wait, hold on. Hey, if they're tipping good, who cares? Well, he, uh, this one guy that I'm <laughs> pops into my head, he wasn't a good tipper. But <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you uh, okay. Time to get the heck out of there. But I, you know, uh, but I did, uh, cons- I did consider it one time. You uh, telling him you can't take off your shirt, but your wife can. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> hey, whoa. All right, there we go. Now we're, yeah. Now, hey, now we're talking. <laughs> And on that note, which will probably get me in trouble with the hashtag MeToo movement. Ah, oh well. Uh, we're going to take a little break right here, right now and remind you guys to go visit HeyBartenderPodcast.com. There you'll find links to all of the podcasts that have ever been recorded. You'll find my personal blog and a store full of a whole bunch of Hey Bartender stuff and other random stuff. Go check out HeyBartenderPodcast.com right now. And now for my favorite part of the show. Our, this episode's musical guest is Lydia and Self featuring Brian Rosenbaum with their single Shine With The World.
That was Shine With The World with Lydia Ansel featuring Brian Rosenbaum. If you want to know more about Lydia Ansel, you can uh, find her on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all of those. You can also find her page, LydiaAnsel.com. You can find her all over in Vegas. Just keep your ear on the ground and you'll eventually hear about her playing she does DJ gigs. She uh, plays her violin while she's DJing. It's an amazing show. Go check it out. But for right now, let's get back and finish up the interview with Midwest Mike's Gary Carl and Austin McGee. Well, why don't uh, you guys plug your podcast and your uh, UClick TV? Just can you uh, guys give us information on how people can find you? Uh, let my audience know. Sure, sure. I like Gary. I like Gary. Go ahead and handle that. Okay, yeah. Uh, our show, video-wise, is on uclicktv.com, and that's just the letter U, not Y-O-U. So it's just U-C-L-I-C-K-T-V.com, uclicktv.com. And that's where our show, there's a link across the top of the screen. You click on Shows. It's a drop-down box. You'll see Midwest Mics click on Midwest Mics, and then there are 10 or 11 episodes that we've done with UClick TV that will be under that section. Um, but if you go to MidwestMics.com, just M-I-D-W-E-S-T-M-I-C-S.com, you can get to the link for our audio shows, and we have about 80 of those that we've put out over the last year and a half. You can go back and listen to older topics. Sometimes we do countdown shows. Most things are specific to kind of what happened that week in sports. And we have different high school football coaches on from all over, college coaches. 
And if you are a sports fan, then you will love our podcast. I'm really happy that you guys contacted me and uh, you guys decided to come on the show, share a few of your um, bar stories. I love inter- uh, I love interviewing people, and you guys are just really cool. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries, man. It was really fun. Uh, I feel like this hour went by, like, pretty quick. Uh, you know, it was it was good. It's just kind of it's just kind of sitting around bullshitting. So, you know, like, anytime, man, anytime you want to, anytime you want us back on, just give us a show. Sure. No. Yeah, we 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 appreciate that you had us on, and we got to talk to you tonight. And you know, if a couple of your listeners want to check us out, or if they want a little sports information to talk about as they're serving on a Sunday, you know, tune into our show, and usually we have a, a couple good pieces of info they can get. Absolutely. This is probably the longest conversation of sports I've ever had in my life without referring to the movie Major League. So, or only, <laughs> or even only wow. talking about the wow. movie Major League. So, <laughs> but, Major League is amazing. Uh, classic. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. My dad and I quote it all the time, even though he and I don't really watch sports. But <laughs> and, anyway, like I said, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on the show, guys. And maybe one of, uh, maybe one of these days we'll get you back, uh, get you back on and bs a little bit more yeah for sure yeah that'd be awesome maybe sometimes sometime we'll make some time for you to come on midwest mics now that oh that would be awesome i would do that just don't expect a whole lot of input about sports (laughs) yeah no we can get a couple of our stories yeah maybe we'll you know maybe we can do some kind of some kind of uh special where we talk about like good drinks you can serve at like a tailgating party or something like that yeah Yeah. there we go it's i like uh, that all about how yeah. big the Yeti is. Hey, there you go. Perfect. All right. Th- uh, thanks a lot, guys. Yep, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you bet. All right, people. It is last call. Last call for alcohol. You know, I say, I've say i said it before. You know, it's probably a good thing that they said last call for alcohol because everything rhymes and it kind of rolls off the tongue. Gets your attention, too. Don't have to shoot off any fireworks or light up any lights. Even though there are some bars that do, they shine a red light when last call happens. Just for those guys that say, I didn't hear you say that. I'm sure they still say that. Or some probably even say they're colorblind. But anyway, that's it for this week's podcast. I'd like to throw a shout out to Midwest Mike's. Thank you for being on the show. Lydia Ansel featuring Brian Rosenbaum for the use of their single... And, you know, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any good bar stories, go ahead and email me at dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear your drinks. If you're a musical act, I would love to have you on my show. And don't forget to go check out the heybartenderpodcast.com website where you can get all sorts of neat uh, t-shirts and whatnot and read my blog and uh, show future uh, you know a few good drinks recipes every once in a while when I remember to change it and you know as usual I'd like to tell all of you just like my hero Billy Joel says at the end of every show that he does lots of love lots of sex and lots of happiness and don't take any shit from anyone good night I had to blow again. I said-